We did. We really didn't start. No, we haven't. No. Okay. Normally, you chastise me for my poor starts. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm gonna let the let the pro do it. Sure. Maybe now we've started though. No, we haven't. No, we probably have. No, we haven't. I really like I like having the power to determine when we start. And again, I don't listen to it, so I'll <laughs> never know. That's All true. Right. Okay. All right, so I'm going to start. Okay, no, yeah, please. <laughs> All right, so I was going through some old stuff today because uh, I'm working on my uh, desktop computer setup, and I and I realized something, uh, that I keep my uh, original Palm Pre around uh, as a reminder of my uh, very poor buying judgment. I thought you really liked the Palm Pre. Not really. It, I have it, distinct memories sitting in... Oh, there was that one political science class that always had um, the talk about uh, like game theory or prisoner's dilemma. That's what it was. I think it was like some international relations class we took together. And I, I have memories of you having that Palm Pre being very excited about it in class. So I guess what I'm saying is that the fact that I paid full price for a Palm Pre just speaks to the fact that I'm willing to to get lured into almost anything. You paid full price for that phone? Or not full price, but I mean, like, it was when it just came out before the subsequent multiple rounds of uh, price slashing. When like, people... did, you, did you buy it subsidized? Yeah. Oh. But okay. I still paid whatever 250 on, on contract or whatever it was supposed to be. Yikes. And I think this was, that, that was to have as a, as a secondary work phone. It, it was in addition to my iPhone. Can we, can I have a little bit of a digression here sure how many cell phones do you usually carry at any given time two and you you really find that to be necessary well do you mean when i'm on on work days or regular days (laughs) um well i guess maybe i'm asking about both are are there different setups for each type of day well those work days I, i do I do need both phones. But other days, uh, no, I'll generally go iPhone only. But I do really enjoy my Bamboo Moto X2. So. I guess I am the guy who brings two laptops to work every day. So Yeah, that I think is absolutely crazy. Yeah, maybe I, maybe I don't have as much room to, uh, to talk. I think your glass house uh, may be showing some cracks. Well, it is because, um, and I know we're, we're going to talk about your setup next week. Um, it's too, too early to say much on the show, but, um, I've been kind of thinking about my setup a little bit too. And I think one of the weak points on mine has been how poorly iCloud for windows works, which I guess shouldn't be a surprise, but I did not, I genuinely did not know iCloud for windows was a thing. It is. Yeah. It keeps your like calendar and contacts and things like that synced with outlook which you know it in theory so i guess i got another question but there's um, still desktop outlook no, don't don't be a smart ass no no but like do people still use that oh sure yeah really uh, Out- outlook's actually very good i'm not so sure i i like it a lot for work okay okay i think though i mean the way that we have like it's got the whole you know scheduling assistant thing which is plugged into our room reservation system and all that kind of stuff i actually think it works pretty well well maybe because i've never used 2013 i i think i'm using i'm using 2010 we're still using 2007 so that's probably why Hmm. 
you know, some of our, um, we had a couple of new employees start recently and, um, I evidently on new builds now for computers, we're using, um, Outlook 2013, or I guess maybe it's, no, it's must be like 2015, whatever the latest version of windows or office for windows is 2013. Is it 13 still? Okay. I think 2015 is still in beta. Got it. Um, it, it looks, it looks weird. It's almost, it's like a mix between like Google Docs and Office for OS ten. They don't, they don't look like Windows apps anymore. Well, no, I think that's all, or I don't think it's always been that way, but I think that's been the way. It was a kind of like a Metro uh, infused user interface. I don't know if that's the way I would describe it. I mean, when Outlook or Office in general 2010 looks very much like a you know traditional Windows application. Well, it looks like a Windows XP, uh, Windows 7 style thing with kind of like rounded buttons and kind of, you know, the whole, the like old school Microsoft UI. Right. And then Windows thir- uh, 2013, Office 2013 uh, launched alongside the Microsoft Surface. So they were trying to make it fit in with a touch-centric environment, even though it kicked you back into the old-style Windows desktop mode when you tried to use Office on Surface RT. Right, and even though I would have to imagine that at least ninety-five percent of Office use still happens at a you know traditional you know mouse and keyboard setup, I'm sure. Yeah, but I don't. I, anyway, going back to my original point, I, I don't really know what to do about that. I don't. I don't think there's anything I can do about that. It's not absolutely critical that I have my personal stuff synced with my work laptop. So, I mean, maybe I should just disable that, you know, iCloud integration on my work laptop altogether. Yeah, that I think that that seems strange to me. If you had to access something that was on your personal iCloud sync, I would assume you just do that in the browser. Well, or in, on the MacBook Pro exactly. know, that, I, that I have at my desk. Yeah, because you're, you're a two laptop kind of guy. I am a two laptop kind of guy. That's true. Yeah. All right. Good way to start the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is um, this is definitely what people wait for Wednesday for each week. Does it does it routinely get published on a Wednesday? Uh, well, it gets recorded on a Wednesday. Sure. So I don't think I don't think the listener really gets to have much say in that. The turnaround time's been better. It's been fantastic. Yeah. 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 Hopefully, gonna keep it that way. Sure. Um, I have a good a good workflow, as as you would say. Sure, sure. You want to do a screencast of it? I uh, yeah, I would love to. Yes, that would be fascinating. It would just it would just be me reducing uh, overly long awkward pauses throughout the show and filtering out the swears. Yeah, you, you've gotten better at that. I don't have to do that all that often anymore. Damn right. <laughs> there we go. So. So do you keep any old purchases or do you like, have you ever made a, a purchase that you were like, just soup? Like you're like, ah, oh, this was an immediate mistake. Oh, who me? No, never. No, seriously. Um, like not, not even, you don't have to like, I'm, I, you might not have kept it around, but is there anything you're just like, ah, oh, this was a complete waste. Oh man. I mean, I think like most recently I'll, I'll try to think of a like older school example, but I more recently, Owning all three of the current generation consoles is stupid. You're referring to the Wii U mainly? No, I'm actually referring to all three equally. The Xbox One, the PlayStation 4, and the Wii U. I, I don't ever use them. Like we talked about last week, my pick of the week, you know, Rocket League. 
that's that's the first time I've done any gaming on those three systems in probably six months. Like I literally never even turned them on. It, it's it's stupid that I have them, and I realized that probably within a month or two after buying them. Yeah, because I, hmm, I I think I I've discussed this at length that I just I don't see the appeal of just how much you have how much time and energy you have to invest in console gaming now. It's not it's not that at all. I it's it's just the fact that I'm a 27 year old guy who just doesn't play video games anymore. Really. Mm-hmm. Well, probably because of the time and like you have to sit down and kind of like set aside like half your sun uh, Saturday to like make a dent in a video game, don't you? You do. Right. Okay. I, I thought you were referring to more of how consoles have become like the PC with patches and installations. No, no. I just, I just like mean that. that like console, like uh, there are certain people who like, oh, like who love video games even into like their middle age, but I, it just seems like such a, a, such a time suck for a lot of stuff. And yet. I understand like some games are are cinematic and and like movies and and it's the same like expending three hours on a video game where you would have spent that on a movie is is acceptable, but it just seems like a big investment of time, which mo- I think most people just don't have anymore, which is why mobile gaming is so popular. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's true. I mean, that, that's actually that is the best example I'm coming up with. I can't really think of like a really good. I guess I did buy, I did buy one of those iPod Nanos that people started like making into watches. Oh, you bought the Luna Band or whatever it was called? No, I, I didn't. I didn't buy the band for it. I, I just I bought that iPod, and that was stupid. Um, I didn't have a particular need for it. Um, the, the interface was terrible. Um, yeah, I, I, that was a that was a dumb purchase. But you don't keep it around, do you? As a constant reminder. No, I I still have it. Yeah. All right. I think I still have all of my iPods. Did uh? Can you list them? Um. Yeah. I so I have the iPod Video. The only iPod I don't still have is the original iPod that I bought because I traded that in for the iPod Video. So I have the iPod Video. I've got the original iPod Nano. And then I've got that hideous other iPod Nano. You got the Fat Nano. I don't even know what people refer to it as. It's just it's it's the one that people tried to make into a watch. Oh, so you don't have the Fat? You didn't you didn't have the one that was kind of like a miniaturized iPod with video? The one that was like just the proportions were really weird. No, like if you Google Fat Nano, it'll it'll be the first result. And you know, I didn't. Ha- I I have the one that I I have the first one that has iOS, but don't call it iOS. And, and still don't call it iOS. And still don't, still don't call it iOS, no. Oh, man. Um, you know, I've, I've actually thought, you know, Jason Snell was talking about how he in- installed like um, an SD card into one of his iPods, which originally had a, you know, standard spinning hard drive. Mm-hmm. I've thought about doing that with my iPod video for absolutely no good reason at all. I would never use it. I just think that'd be like a fun project. Think think of the time you could be spending playing video games instead. <laughs> it's very analogous to with this Mac Mini that I have. You know, I installed um, that kit to allow me to put a second hard drive in there. I have I have never once used the second hard drive in this Mac Mini. I have never stored a single file on it. But it was really fun doing. 
I enjoy I enjoyed the process. Yeah, I think I'm getting better at that kind of stuff of of not getting lured into the kind of the uh, the the false coolness of something. Yeah, I, I think I'm getting a lot better at that. Um, getting old stinks. It destroys your imagination. You know what I, I what I miss is I I just I miss having the time. Like, well, like know, yeah, where like, you could spend like you could spend the the whole week because when you when you have a nine to five job, you your weekends you want to cherish that, so you can't just waste time or stay up until three a.m dinking around with something you're an adult exactly i like that the number one thing i miss is just messing around with my desktop you know as i would build i'd build a desktop and then i'd be constantly tweaking it you know the hardware and the, especially the software you know video card drivers and reformatting windows every nine months so it continues to work absolutely um you'd go into the bios and you'd um mess around with the um oh, i can't think of what the the term is like the You'd have like conflicts sometimes if like you IRQ conflicts. IRQ, thank you, conflicts. Like if you had two cards in like the adjacent PCI slots, like all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I used to I used to love that stuff. I used to love learning about it and then messing around with it and testing it. It was great. I, lo- I and I love with going back to like the video card thing. You know, running like benchmark tools and seeing like oh you know I got three and a half extra frames per second by what was the st- what was the old windows was it 3d mark or what was the three 3d mark yeah yeah mm-hmm. and then you'd you know you'd post it on 3dguru.com and of course you did yeah it, it was great I, I i missed that a lot so a, a quick uh sidetrack what what was what were ram timings i never understood that as when i when i used to build computers i mean I, i'd sound like an idiot if i tried to explain the technical definitions of it but well, I mean, what was the just, point of it? it it would make your ram faster it, it's it's similar to overclocking a cpu or a gpu gotcha the timing is sort of like the equivalent of increasing the you know clock speed of of a cpu or gpu okay hmm. i didn't that, that was probably the one thing that i got into the least was was overclocking I just never really, I guess I was always too scared I'd break something. Because, you know, I, I'd build these machines on my own, and it would take me a significant amount of time to save the money to do so. That was back in the age when uh, Newegg was good. What's wrong with Newegg now? I don't remember it back in, like, uh, 2004 to 2008, like, their shipping. Like, if you were in Southern California, everything came next day, and they had, like, the best prices and the best customer service. Is that still not the case? I, I really, I haven't bought much from Newegg. No, recently. I think they got purchased by somebody else and now everything's like five day shipping or it, it just stuff has changed. Hmm. I don't know. But again, I, I'm not, a, I'm not a PC guy. That's what Amazon's there for. All right. Well, we're going to save that for the end because that, yeah, that frustrates me. You know, this a uh, quick little side note about, about Amazon from this week. Um, so, you know, they have this Amazon store card. Have you heard about this? Yeah. Got a little press this week. Um, yeah, it's, it's their, you know, it's their equivalent of like a Macy's card, you know, that you'd get when you shop at Macy's and, uh, hey, you get 5% back on, on all your Amazon purchases. Yeah. That'll pay for half the tax that you used to not get charged. I, you know what? I thought that exact same thing when I signed up for it. Like I, I know, I know why, or I mean, I understand like the legal reasons, but it's just such a bummer because even because even if Amazon was like one to five percent more expensive, like it used to be the go to, whereas now I kind of do shop around just because that extra nine and a quarter percent just kind of kills a lot of things. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it turns out that not having to pay sales tax is better than having to pay sales tax. It's weird. Well stated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, crazy, crazy how that works. Yeah. Good old B&H video. Um, yeah, I, I bought, yeah, I bought my, uh, T4i from them, I believe. The DSLR, not the graphing calculator. <laughs> the DSLR, yes. Um, actually, can, can we, can we stick on that topic just while we're blowing through a bunch of random stuff here? This, this is not adhering to my agenda at all. So feel free. Uh, sure. Thank you. Um, I, I think I'm over the camera thing. I don't, I don't think, so I, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to go on a kind of a three week trip here in the next couple of weeks. And, uh, I don't think I'm going to get any sort of new camera before I go. I really thought I would. This is going to be my first big trip in a, quite a number of years where I haven't had like a standalone like DSLR camera. Don't you have like kind of like not not a cheap one, but like you have like a three hundred dollar like Olympus waterproof one? I do, right? And so I'm going to bring that, you know, and that'll be fine. And that actually takes pretty nice photos. Yeah. Um, do you ever think you would get like a waterproof case for your iPhone and just go iPhone only? Um. I don't know. Because that seems like the ultimate convenience, sort of, because the iPhone camera is pretty great. And if you if it gets water damaged, you got an iPhone 6S coming right up. Well, no. I, <laughs> I the, the only way it's economically feasible for me to get a new iPhone every oh, if year you can is, resell the old one. is by selling my old iPhone. Yeah. Good that, point. That's the only it's the only way that's, yeah. Um, I know. I, I, I wouldn't consider getting a waterproof case for my iPhone. Okay. Um. Which, you know, actually, that's a segue into another random topic. Something that's, that's, been, that's been bothering me this week. Just keep it this going. Is, this is rapid fire. Um, I do not understand people's hesitation to get the Apple Watch wet. It, it is absolutely just blows my mind how people are so worried about that. Who's worried? Everyone. Like, I mean, like, do you, do you take it off when you shower? No. I, def- I do. See, like, that's that's weird. I mean, they're, the CEO I don't think, I don't think of Apple has come out and publicly said that he wears it in the shower and it's fine. He wouldn't say something like that if he wasn't confident. Well, you can't take it to the genius part and like it broke, but I'm, but Tim showers with his. That's not going to hold up at the Apple store. But you but you know what I mean. There would be no, I do. absolute public outcry if a bunch of people's Apple watches stopped working after they took them in the shower. And, you know, in, in light of Tim Cook saying that that's exactly what he did. Nobody watches Charlie Rose. Except us. No, I think he said that during the uh, introduction. I don't think so. I think I think he did. I I would bet money, some some money, because I think I'm pretty sure those keynotes are like crazily vetted. I don't think like if Apple's official marketing line is like you can wash your hands with it, but don't swim or wear it in the shower, or like they say like it is not waterproof, it is like splash proof or whatever they call it. I do not think that he could get away with saying that. I know he's the CEO, but I don't think that would slip. It's not, it's not amateur hour over there. I guess put a different way. I, I have not heard a single person's Apple Watch breaking as a result of getting wet. Sure. I, I still won't wear mine in the shower. I just, it's, I don't do it. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Okay. Can, oh, Ashley, can we transition to, <laughs> to another random, uh, semi-related topic? No, we can't. How dare you? So, for the past week, uh, I've been wearing the Apple Watch upside down. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> what was that reaction? 
I, I, I'm sorry. I, I would love for you to explain why this is in any way better. No, but what was the uh, kerfuffle or, or the... the... I, this is just weird to me, but continue. So I think this was originally suggested by uh, Craig Hockenberry. And I think it makes it looks dumb. Or what I'm going to officially say is that Apple put the crown on the wrong side. I, I understand why, because it, that's how every other watch is. But like... You wear yours on your left hand, right? Because you're right-handed? That's correct. And when you kind of like go to touch a button and you grip it like with your right hand, where's your thumb? On the uh, lower left right. hand. No, lower left. Eh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I said. Didn't I? No. You said lower right. Oh, my bad. <laughs> well, well, we'll cut that out. and Sure. So when you're pushing buttons on it, like do you generally push things with your index finger or your thumb like for me it feels like the thumb you have much more control over it so if i'm switching between applications or trying to get the watch to wake up because it never wakes up when i want it to even if i tap the screen like first of all the whole tap the screen trick doesn't work i have i have to tap it like three times and then i end up tapping too hard and then it's like do you want to change your watch face and it drives me insane i i agree with that i actually i actually was recently wondering if maybe something was going on with my watch but no that that's exactly what i've experienced too no, i tap once does nothing tap twi- uh, tap another time pretty hard does nothing like the fourth time it does it and then i i tap it again and it says oh you want to switch from modular so it will always wake up if you click the uh, digital crown, which I find in much, much easier if you do it with your left thumb. Just because like with my index finger, it just doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't work as well. So I don't know, I, I think the crown on the lower right, while it looks silly, it is, is way easier to use that way. It gives me more precision. I, I just, I, I enjoy it. I think you should try it for a day and just see how it goes. The only context I could see that maybe being better is when I'm running. And that's what it is. Because when I'm trying okay. to start a workout, it never, it, it, it's just a mess. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, I think that that's a huge weakness of, of the watch and something that I would actually consider one of my biggest annoyances with it right now is when I'm on a run, it, it's almost impossible to do anything with it. It's just touching the screen and double tapping the crown. Okay, to... to interject i i have an issue where i can never end a workout yeah you've mentioned that on the show i i don't have that problem i don't know it just never responds because you have to force touch in order to end the workout and then i literally have to stop running or i've just completely stop what i'm doing to get it to go and it i don't know i think the fitness tracking part of the watch is is kind of well thought out but i think the workout app is is a complete mess I I don't even I don't agree with that first part. I don't think it's particularly well thought out. I think the rings are kind of nice. Oh, okay, yeah that that part is that part's okay. Yeah, I agree. with Well, that. then what else what else is there? Just the 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 well, I guess the fitness app itself. So yeah, the, the workout it's, app. It's, okay, yeah, it, it's and it's really the only. I mean, I get that there are third party apps, but it's really the only feasible one right now because it's the only one that can continue staying running in the foreground. Exactly. And the thing is, I don't really know what to do with it. Like when I'm running, I still uh, record my run with Strava instead of just relying on the on the watch app because I have no idea where the hell that data goes. Like I don't know how to look back at old ones because the activity app sure as heck doesn't show it. That's a good point. I've actually never, 
I've never wanted to do that, but that's actually, that's a good point. I like sometimes I just want to compare mile times or I want to see, was I slower today than I was the day before? And sure. Strava and Nike plus running and all that kind of stuff show that to me. Whereas who knows where my data is going with the Apple watch. Hmm. Yeah. So I think uh, I just, I, I, this really should have shipped with watchOS too. And again, I just can't, I, I, I know you're way more positive on it than I am, but I can't like help but think of kind of like not the bridges burned, but the people who whose expectations are going to be like colored by a really half-assed launch of software. Who are just going to think it's way less capable than it actually will be? Maybe I don't know. I, I think it's it's too early to say that. Yeah, but I I do agree with the point that this thing should have shipped with Watch OS 2.0, or if it didn't. They should have gone the iPhone route and said, hey, version one, no third party apps. You, you, what's on the watch is what's there. And then, you know, we, we will allow third party apps at a later time. But sure. the, 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 the complete half assed approach that they've taken so far is it's, it's just it's not good for anybody. And I'm amazed at how little the whole like I, I follow a lot of developers or, or read a lot of posts from developers and people aren't like as negative as I would assume they'd be over basically having to start over or like they wrote like a shitty app site unseen and now they get to write a good one. Like that just seems like that would frustrate the hell out of me. Yeah. But I think maybe, I think maybe it wasn't a ton of work to get your app to work on the, this first version of Apple watch. I mean, obviously there's some, but I, I don't, it doesn't sound like from what I've read, it was a, a ton of effort. Sure. Because it's really just a view into your existing app. Well, I think that that could be described as a, as a negative, but sure. Well, but I mean, <laughs> in terms of the level of effort it would take to get the app running on the watch. Yeah. All right. So you want to talk about some positive news? Uh, sure. I think I want to revisit uh, last week's uh, pick of the week. Um, it, it, are, do we allow that? What do you mean? I, I wasn't aware that we could cite, uh, circle back to a pick of the week. Oh, we, we certainly can. I just did. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> Hunter Pence. Yes. Doing great things all the time. Highly recommend it still. Him and, um, him and Matt Duffy, potential rookie of the year candidate. So he didn't get traded. He, he's just straight up new from the minor leagues. Yes. Uh, he... Um... I want to say that he appeared in, a, in in some games last year, but I guess if maybe you don't appear in enough games in one year, you're still considered a rookie the following year. Hmm. Like as I could have, I could have sworn that I saw him at some point last year. I could be making that up, but quite possibly. Um, but yeah, he's he's been fantastic. I mean, he's um, and he, you know he he obviously filled in the you know the hole at third base where Pablo used to be, and. You know, defensively, he's great. Offensively, he's been red hot. Good uh, good find. Yes, sir. And again, uh, Pence is just doing great things and bringing the energy that the team needs. Yeah, that the home run that he hit against uh, the Rangers on Saturday, that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I was in a bar at the time, and um, that was that was great to see. Although he, he has the absolute craziest swing. He has the absolute craziest everything. He does, but I did in in that home run in particular because it was kind of a a high pitch, mm-hmm. and I just just the way he hit it, I just like, I don't know. It, it it was it was probably the weirdest one of the one of the weirdest home runs I've ever seen. Sure, 
Wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> All right. So I'll let you uh, throw to the next one. Oh, I'm I'm uh, I'm not prepared. Okay, I, I can do one. I mean, I, I I can do one. Sure. Um, Apple TV. Mm, so so we're we're in that phase. We were about probably four to six weeks out from Apple's fall event, where they'll you know announce the next iPhones and. Now we, you know, heard confirmation this week that we're likely going to hear about the new Apple TV, you know, for real this time. And I keep coming back to a point that I, I think I've brought up on the show multiple times before, uh, which is I just I just don't know why why did anyone would be excited about a new Apple TV? Like if what we're going to get is, uh, you know, slightly faster box with a refreshed user interface a better remote control and third-party apps. Like the only part of that that could be kind of neat is third-party apps. But even that, like I I don't know. Like that's kind of a we'll wait and see what actually comes out kind of thing. But yeah, I just I guess I just don't really understand, you know, people have been clamoring for this new Apple TV. And I just I don't I don't understand why. So I sure uh, I sort of share your like skepticism or lack of excitement, but I think I don't know. The current Apple TV is I think like untenable for a lot of reasons. I, I know you haven't had the issues with AirPlay that a lot of people had. I mean, and I and I don't have horrible issues, but it is somewhat unreliable. But overall, the box as it's added more channels and stuff, it's gotten a little bit slower. It could definitely be faster. It's still running on an A5. It could do more things. The remote is is very limited. And I still, even though the Apple Watch and the iPhone can substitute as remotes, I still don't care for it. And I don't like that it's infrared rather than Bluetooth. I think there's a lot that could be done with the hardware. I don't understand the enthusiasm for Apple, T as, uh, Apple TV as an app platform. That I will definitely agree but I mean, I, I do get excited at the prospect of like Pandora or Spotify or somebody who's not like a distinct Apple partner having the option or the opportunity to get it on the Apple TV. Whereas right now, because Apple kind of just does this weird thing where they do a partnership or whatever backroom stuff where a new icon will just appear on the Apple TV, whether you want it or not. So I think there's a lot that could be done there. See, I think with the remote part, which as part of this latest set of rumors uh, this week, the remote got a lot of attention. It, it's going to have some type of you know touchpad and, and and all this. I I think the iPhone and the iPad, for that matter, are great remotes for the Apple TV. It has never occurred to me to use the iPad. That's fine. It's great. That seems um, like madness to me. Um, I mean, I mostly use my iPhone, but I, occasionally I'll use the iPad. Like for me, the friction of just unlocking my iPhone and then opening the remote and then finding a way to connect the remote because 60% of the time it doesn't load is is just too much work where the, the actual remote is always on the ottoman or the, the oh, coffee table. The the initial setup I'll give you is horrific. Like it, it took me no less than five or six times to get my watch to work on the Apple TV. But I once I've gotten devices initially set up and paired, I, I haven't had a problem with them connecting. For me, sometimes I'll get to the point where it won't see the Apple TVs. It just says, oh, do you want to connect to the iTunes library on your computer? 
like when you go to devices. That's what I get when trying to initially set up a new iOS device, but... I, I get that routinely on the same mm-hmm. iOS device that generally works. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, like for me, I still think the actual remote is a somewhat important feature. And the infrared issue, it it just is... It's 2015. Can I um can I can I tell you something about my Apple TV remote? What's that? I honestly don't know where it is. You can buy a new one for twenty nine bucks. <laughs> I'm sure it probably is twenty nine dollars, even though the thing is is, is only sixty nine. Probably. Yeah, I I did I, that thought has just occurred to me during the show. I I have literally no idea where my remote is. Ugh, wacky. I mean, it. I'm I'm in a studio apartment. It can't it can't be that far. Maybe your Roomba ate it. Oh, that'd be fun. I, I wish I had a Roomba. Have it fight it out with your Dyson. Mm. Maybe I should have gotten a Roomba instead of a Dyson. You have a pretty small place. I, I. Well, but I think that would mean that a Roomba would work even better, right? No, that's what I'm saying. I think I think a Dyson is lost on your apartment. Well, I just again, I I have one of the really basic ones, the stick ones. Oh yeah, I forgot. Hmm. Where were we? Apple TV. So yeah, I, I don't know. I think apps might be cool. I don't buy it as a game console. I, do, I don't see what those rumors would pan out. Like, I, I just don't think that's Apple's strong suit. I think, yeah, I, well, I, just, I, I think I think there's a huge control problem with that, right? Because, you know, even if this remote does have some type of like touchpad and is a significant improvement over the existing remote, it's still not going to be robust enough to, you know, control most games. And, you know, the idea of, well, you can use your iPhone or iOS device like that too. you know, touchscreens are never great for input on games. So I, yeah, I don't really know what the controller solution is going to be for games, unless Apple were to come out with like a standalone controller for games, which I, I, I don't see them doing. Yeah. So for me, I just, I, I would hope for just uh, like a, a routine update that just has a faster processor that has a good way of managing the, I don't even know what Apple calls them. Are they apps or are they channels? Like, what's the deal? What's that whole grid of junk you don't want? What What are those called? I think they currently refer to them as channels. Yeah, like a, a way where you could add your own channels that like an app developer could develop on their own and that you could easily hide the ones that you don't want. Because right now it's just, it, it's a mess to do so. And then just a Bluetooth remote would honestly satisfy most of what I'd want. There are a handful of websites that I'll kind of regularly airplay video from onto the Apple TV. And if, if they came out with you know standalone apps for the Apple TV where I didn't have to do the whole airplay thing, that, that would be pretty neat. And I wish they would steal the feature. I, I don't have a Chromecast, but I know that Chromecast has the feature where you can just be on your computer in Chrome and you can just say, like, you just throw a link at your TV. I really wish that was an option on Apple TV. Mm, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, it, it, I think AirPlay kind of is that. But I don't want to mirror my entire, like, I don't want to disrupt what I'm doing. Like, I want to, like, continue computing or, or doing what I'm doing and just be able to play a video or something. Like, I don't want to stop what I'm doing and mirror my entire screen. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's just my Mac Mini or what, but whenever I mirror my display onto my uh, TV using AirPlay like the fan in the mac mini just goes nuts oh yeah and the frame rate will drop just because it's it's uh it's converting like it's doing a screen capture and converting 
your like 1080p display into like h264 video so no it's it's just it's killing the 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 video card or the integrated graphics yeah yeah so anyway yeah new apple tv i don't know we'll see I mean, I, I use my Apple TV constantly, so I'll, I'll, of course, get one, but I just, I don't know. I it's, I feel like there's this kind of weird level of excitement for the Apple TV that I just, I can't quite understand. Yeah. Who knows? Okay. Okay, what's next? For me, I think it's going to be uh, the just, uh, it's a quick one. Why does Netflix sell copies of, of their tele- original TV shows on DVD. Um, so you, yeah, you, you put that um, screenshot or photo in the Slack this week, and I, I think the reason for it is international distribution. But this wasn't a Target in the United States. I know. I, I, you, did you take that picture? No, no, somebody else. Oh, okay. But I, so yeah, I agree that it's weird in the U.S., but I, internationally, I, I think it makes sense. Okay, but I'm talking about the U.S. Okay, and in the U.S., I have no answer. Like I was, I would think like if they're gonna do that, they should have space in a retail store that says House of Cards, and it's just a big piece of paper that says "Go on your computer, <laughs> dummy." I mean, maybe I don't. Know, maybe the idea is that if someone you know buys the DVD, they enjoy the show, um, they go, "Oh, you know, I, I should subscribe to Netflix to continue watching this show." Yeah, maybe. <laughs> If I mean, but if I think that's only a possibility if on the DVD there are you know explicit ads saying, "Hey, if you want to continue watching the show, you should subscribe." Or alternatively, the DVD box should have no discs in it, and it's just a, a thirty-five dollar voucher that says <laughs> Netflix. Like again, I don't. Right. This is this, this is negative progress. Or well, also, I mean, you know, I actually the other thing that. Um, could be the case here is, you know, a, a lot of people don't have consistent internet connections to be able to stream Netflix. I mean, you and I take it for granted, but darn it. Now you're making me feel bad, but that, that, no, that, but that's a, that's a very valid point because no, like in rural areas, broadband, like getting uncapped or broadband that's fast enough for HD video is, is generally not a guaranteed thing. Right. Although in those areas, I'm not sure Blu-ray or like I, I like higher end technologies are super common either. But you know, I think I think we're to the point though where Blu-ray kind of is like just well, how much the, is the it? Just a standalone Blu-ray player? Is it like seventy dollar DVD player prices now? I think so. If you if you can um, if you can kill a couple of minutes, I can um, I can look on uh, Amazon here. Nah, I got it. I get this new, I get this twenty-four inch screen. I, I can zip right through this. Yeah, we're. I'm, I'm looking forward. Uh, looking forward to hearing about that next week, dude. Uh, it's reminding me how small a thirteen-inch screen is. <laughs> well, yes. No, I just forgot. It's just been so long. Like I, I can see all the pixels, and this looks looks terrible. But the the room to move around is great. Uh, so yeah, so forty-one dollars. Uh, yeah, so on Amazon, yeah, forty forty bucks will get you a name brand Blu-ray player. I've noticed that um, even, you know, some of my, you know, less sort of tech-centric friends, you know, regularly refer to Blu-ray now. Hmm. So I, I think it has just become the, it has become the standard thing now. Although it's funny because so much was made of the format war between Blu-ray and HD DVD, 
and it turns out that you know really nobody cares about physical media anymore well you just said they do um wasn't that well, your whole it, argument for the past five minutes is that yes people still need physical media in some limited use cases but i think by and large no mm. I'll, i was just answering your question as to why house of cards exists on blu-ray and i think there are some good reasons for that but i think in general physical media which we talked about last week as well yeah, and I took the I, I took the side of I don't understand the permanence uh, or the people being comfortable with the impermanence of streaming only services. So flipping sides. <laughs> um. All right. So do you want to continue with Amazon? I sure. So you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, right? I am. Uh, when, when have you noticed? I think I already asked you this uh, offline, but we'll cover it again. Have you noticed that many Prime items do not show two-day shipping anymore? So, I know. I, I haven't noticed that. Although, I, it's funny. You, when you did text me about that earlier this week, one of the first items I searched for after that, I did see exactly what you were referring to. And I think it's like the first time that I had seen it. Um, but no, the, the thing that I see much more frequently is the whole add-on item thing where... Like I've I've seen that where like t- a sub ten dollar things must be part of a larger order, which kind of makes sense to me. But I'm talking about like hundred and fifty dollar items that say three to five days. In which case, what the hell do I pay for Prime for? Yeah, you know the other thing that I noticed too is I thought that as a Prime member, you you could get the um, upgrade to one day shipping. I thought it was like a flat rate. That was like five ninety nine because wasn't there? They jacked up the price. It used to be four dollars. Now it's like eight dollars and now it's like per item. Right. So I, I remember there was some like jokes when when Prime first came out about how you, you know you could get your new washer and dryer next day for like five bucks extra. <laughs> um and yeah so I, I bought um a piece of luggage this week and um, I had, I had wanted to get it next day cause I was going to be like driving to work and it just would have been easier to bring home the not important to the show here. Um, but yeah, it was, it was like $18 to have this, you know, the suitcase, um, next day as opposed to doing the two day prime. And I, I was like, Hmm, I, that's, I was fairly confident. That's not how it always used to be. Yeah. They're making, they're making, maybe, maybe that's where all of, uh, that's where Amazon's profit jump came from last quarter. I could be. <laughs> I just I don't know. It's there's there seem to be fewer and fewer reasons to make Amazon the go to source. I see, I, I don't I don't I don't agree with that. I don't know from and also it maybe it's just me like in the items I'm looking for, but it seems like a lot of times Amazon is not it's it's increasingly been third party sellers that are like the top hit on Amazon. Like shipped and sold by Amazon seems not that common anymore. Yeah, but if it's if it's a third party seller that's fulfilled by Amazon, it's it, 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 to the consumer there's virtually no difference. But it is in terms of like returns and price adjustments and that kind of stuff. Mm. I guess in terms of like shipping speed and things, there's no difference. But yeah, that's fair. Returns maybe is a different story. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and the last bit of Amazon, uh, I, I love the U.S. Postal Service. I like uh, do you ever get stuff that's delivered on Sundays from Amazon? So no, so I actually I don't particularly care for the US Postal Service in the context of um ordering off of Amazon because I have everything shipped to my office. Oh, eh, I can and see what that. 
it, it, it's it's a separate mail room and i usually don't get things until like a day after they actually arrive and that's the edge case i get it but i don't know for residential delivery it seems like everything comes insanely fast like even not from amazon anything that comes to me through the u.s postal service regardless of where in the country it is it comes within two days and it's delivered by midday always in perfect condition like uh, the u.s postal service is, is is awesome like ups not even close they will either deliver when i'm not home or they wait until nine o'clock to deliver the product because it's a residential address it's uh, i love the usps I think that's it's one of those things where it really just depends on where you are. Yeah, it's very similar to like you know which cell phone carrier to go with. It's it really is just up to your geographical area. Because for me, with like Amazon Prime, I dread when things come USPS, but when it comes UPS or FedEx, really, but especially UPS, I know I'm going to get it on time and I'm going to get it by two p.m. Now, that's just, you know, but it must just be the way that UPS works in the area of my office. Well, well that's the perk of, of uh, a business address delivery. Right. Because, again, they get everything by three no matter what. Right. Yeah. I guess, well, what we can agree on is uh, on track is the worst. Ugh. Ugh. To keep this podcast uh, without the explicit tag, I think we're just going to move on. Even, you know, bringing this conversation full circle, going back to our Newegg discussion, mm-hmm. every once in a while, back in the day, you'd, you'd get something from Newegg and it'd get, it would get shipped on track. And I would just be like, oh, God. <laughs> like, I'm never getting this or it's going to be broken by the time I get it. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, exactly. I might, I might as well file an RMA before it comes. <laughs> or, you know, that, uh, that extra amount that I paid for next day shipping, you know, when it shows up four days later, I'm probably going to have to see if there's a way I can get that money back. Yeah, because that one time I tried Amazon same day shipping, it, it was delivered by OnTrack, and I got it three days later. <laughs> like I might as well have just not done it, and I might have gotten it sooner. It just would have been like a day late because UPS would have shown up at nine o'clock at night. Yeah, I, I still really want to use the um, the same day shipping on Amazon. It because it, it works for my address here in San Francisco, um, but I, I I I can't have things shipped here, so. Unless I did it on like a Saturday, which I don't even think that's an option. Yeah, probably not. But anyway, I, I enjoy the USPS a ton, and I, it's, uh, Sunday shipping is fantastic. I don't, I don't like it's, 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 it's great. Is is that your uh, is that your pick of the week? No, I have to, I have to think of one. But no. Okay. Well, maybe, but no. So you you don't have one? I'll think of one. You always chastise me when I'm not prepared. The 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 abrupt. Uh, Disconnection and reconnection of the show threw me off. Yeah, see, nobody's going to even notice that. Unless you filter out this part. And which, I, which I could. Yeah, you won't go through that trouble. Again, it's, it's going to ruin your turnaround time. I edit these shows fairly meticulously. Mm. I'll probably leave that part in, though. Sure. We'll see. It, it depends on how I feel. You, just, you never know. Sure. All right. I'll let you get one in. Um, I mean, didn't didn't I didn't I get one in already? Oh, you just you just settle for one per show. I I mean, if, yeah, it's I'm just I'm grateful to get something in. Yeah. All right. What what else you got? Um, or or I'll just, I'll just keep going. I mean, if if you have topics at hand, please. I just I just have a lot of minor stuff stuff that's uh stuck in my craw. I mean, we we don't we don't do minor topics on this show, especially <laughs> especially on this episode. Apparently, the twenty four things we've already <laughs> talked about. Uh huh. All right. Um, when you're on uh, with Facebook and Twitter and most websites now, do you just get tons of autoplay video now? 
Well, Twitter, I get no ads because I use Tweetbot, which seems kind of hypocritical as a uh, Twitter shareholder using using a third-party <laughs> client, which in no way supports the bottom line of the company. My head um, is literally on the desk right now. <laughs> um, <sighs> Don't remind so, me. Okay. This is, a, this yeah. is a happy hour. No, I know. Yeah. You you and me both got in on that at the wrong time. Yeah. Anyway. Um, um, so no, I, I don't. I don't have that on um, Twitter. But yes, on Facebook, I, I have noticed that. But like mainly in the past three months, right? Yeah, I guess. I, I yeah, I guess. I for the most part, I, I'm not on Facebook a ton. But yeah, I, I, I guess it's been fairly recent. I, like I just don't get. It. I like it's it's ruining the internet. Like it just everything autoplays now. It's it, it at, like and it also it just always seems to be these like awful trailers for like zynga knockoff video games well i think i think that's the key right is it's never relevant there is a context for autoplay video but context is really important i'm not sure what you mean well i think if if it's if it's something that's applicable towards you then kind of but not like like just in the middle of your news feed and you're you're scrolling through and it's just an ad for something you just have you don't care about yet you know it's using up your data plan well that that's the part of it the part that you where you said you don't care about it. If, if it's a movie trailer that, you know, for a movie you want to see, or I don't know, some other video that's more relevant to you, then it's, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Kind of, but like just when I'm on my laptop and I like, uh, 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 it's killing my battery and chewing through my data plan. It just, it bugs the crap out of me. Just because like it's burning processor cycles, uh, just wasting time on, on just nonsense. Hmm. I'm sorry. I got I got distracted in the um the Slack. So I guess so now when we send each other links, mm-hmm. we can we can reply to them like just using emoji. Oh yeah, you mean when I put the poop emoji on your Tesla story? Yeah, and I, I clicked on it and then I created a second poop emoji. I didn't I didn't mean to do that. I can't take it back. <laughs> but so, I, hmm. so you can hit I, the, you can hit the little gear next to uh, any post and then go to add a reaction. And you can reply with an emoji. Where's the all oh, the little gear? Oh, and there's also oh, a I keyboard see. shortcut for it, but I don't know what it is. At, okay, so add a reaction, and then I click on the poop emoji. Oh, there we go. So if you look at your screenshot of um, that you had sent earlier in the post, there's there's nothing poop emoji about Excel 2015 for <laughs> Mac. <laughs> it's fantastic. Kai, I, I am I am going to abuse the heck out of this feature now. In in our uh, podcast ideas channel, sure. So again, the poop emoji for the for the Tesla story was uh, for the for the obnoxiously silly doors that are on the Model X. So uh, let's just let's talk about this. So the the Model X, which has been, I mean, when did this thing get announced? Twenty twelve in the, the CNET article I linked to, um, and it was I think it was supposed to come at some point like mid 2013 and then it was late 2013 and then it was like sometime in 2014 and then that got pushed to 2015 and then now here we are fall 2015 and it, it sounds like it's actually it's coming for real this time um i i, I think that the the doors are one of the best features of this car and you'd be wrong I, i'm but i'm not wrong that looks so dumb. It I, looks I, I, awesome. It does not, dude. As a as a big fan of Back to the Future and the DeLorean, this speaks to me. I don't refute that. 
that doesn't prove your point, but I don't refute that. I just I've um I've cooled off on Tesla a little bit. I still think they're really really cool cars, but I just I I'm I'm hung up on the t- impracticality of uh, Tesla. Urban folks in apartments is uh, are not the target audience. I'll wait for what well, is it going to be? What's uh what's the name of the the um regular person car that they're going to make? Is it the uh, the Model Three? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll take a look then. Yeah, I guess. I the te- the where I've landed on the Tesla is it it feels like a second car. It doesn't feel like a primary car, and to me, the idea of owning a second car, maybe at some point in my life, that will be a, a thing. Well, but... I think I think it would be the opposite, wouldn't it? It would be the primary car, and then you'd have a regular gas-powered car for edge cases where you need more than 250 miles of range well like like that's the way that people use like if you get a like a bmw i3 that's supposed to be your commuter car and then you have your nice five series for everything else we're saying the same thing but i i meant what i meant to say is that you can really only own a tesla in the context of owning two cars okay that makes sense i mean kind of but yes which you know again um maybe maybe at some point in the future that will be a thing but at this point in my life that idea sounds crazy sure not crazier than these doors <laughs> i'll just uh i'll be content with the uh, 19 miles per gallon that my ford edge gets oh yeah yeah did you know that going, like is is it yeah no it's not a surprise at all okay well what's the stated mileage i think it, it's it's it the 19 is like right in the middle <laughs> okay I got the. I have like the EcoBoost engine too, but um, <laughs> I don't know how much that's really. Uh, I don't really know how much that's doing. It's it's not boosting enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did, I did did not buy that car for the gas mileage. You you bought it because you're a. Never mind. I'm I'm somewhat curious what you were gonna say. No, there's this ad. I think I already told you about, it, but it, there's an ad that they keep playing, and <laughs> anyway, just. I'll have to send it to you, but it's whenever I think of it, I'm like, oh, that's that's Ryan's car, and it's, yeah. Anyway, what, what does that what does that mean? It's it's just like it's just like, never mind. Is it is it is it a commercial for the Ford Edge or is it exactly. for another vehicle? Exactly. It's, is it's, it the, it's, is it the Taylor Swift one? She did a Ford Edge ad. She did. Okay, now now I'm opening up to this car. I'm I'm selling my car right now. Yeah. Have I um have I told you that I has, has she found a way to get Spotify connectivity out of the Ford Sync program? So I, I know you tried to transition there, but um I'm actually I'm actually going to block the transition. Um, did you know that I'm actually I'm seeing her? Is it at the SAP Center or the Oracle Arena? And neither. It's at uh, Levi Stadium. Oh yeah, it's the yeah yeah um yeah. So we're going on uh, next Friday. Very nice. Maybe pretty pretty excited about that. Yeah, I don't know. I've already expressed my uh, complacency with con- or my uh, lack of enthusiasm for concerts, but that's going to be a cool experience still. I actually, I, I think concerts are great. I, I think concert concerts are the best way to listen to music. Mm. Certainly, the most memorable. Sure, audio quality. I don't think so. No, but there's nothing like hearing one of your favorite songs performed live that that is a really cool thing and is that favorite song bad blood 
Um, so blood, bad blood is good. Um, no, but blank space has got to be the favorite from that album. Okay. Followed closely by shake it off. Okay. I actually really enjoy style as well. Sure. The, the music video to bad blood is weird. That That's part of what turns me off from that. I don't, I don't watch it. Well, did she make a music video for it without that rapper? No, I, th- I think the, I think the video is with him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't watch most music videos because I think it uh, negatively, almost always negatively colors my impression of the artist or the music. No, it it doesn't. uh, I I don't I don't I don't normally listen to them either or watch them rather either. But they made a really big deal when the Bad Blood one came out. So Mm -hmm. I decided to check that out. And yeah, didn't this honestly this this tangent started with fuel economy on your SUV, did it not? (laughs) Something like that, and somehow we ended up at uh, Taylor Swift. This show is the worst. <laughs> like it's I, it's either the worst or the best. It's kind of it's sometimes it's hard to tell. I came with an agenda. I was prepared, and it's been like thirty one off topics. That's why. That's why the ones where you don't come prepared are, are my favorite. Sure. Well, you've managed to undermine it. <laughs> oh. All right. What else do you have? I have no idea how long we've been going because of the disconnection. I, I was just about to say the same thing. Yeah, I, I literally have no idea. The show could be four hours at this point. No, I, I think we're I think we're about at the same time, about about the normal time. Okay. Um, hmm. do you want to talk about the Apple Car stuff? Oh, with the the BMW thing, um, or just Apple Car in general? I don't, I don't, I don't see it. No, I don't either. I think so. For me. Um, I had the same. I have I have the same issue with the car that I did with the television set, which is it's a terrible business. That and anything that can't be sold in existing Apple stores doesn't make sense to me. Sure, from like if I cannot imagine a future, and you're uh, you're welcome to play this back ten years from now when we're on episode seven hundred twenty-eight. Where there's an Apple, like there's a car, where there's a garage that has an Apple logo at the top of it, where you get your Apple car serviced. I cannot picture that. No, but I, again, I think even more basic than that, I, I, the Apple stores have become such a important part of their retail presence. I just think any product that can't be sold in any of those existing stores just doesn't make any sense. Then why does the Apple Watch exist? Boom. Well, the the but the Apple Watch can very easily be sold in existing Apple but it isn't. stores. Well, it is now. Okay. Well, it, it took two and a half months. Yeah, but that had nothing to do with the feasibility of selling the product in the existing store layout. It was just a supply issue. I mean, Tesla has stores in 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 Corte Madera. The Tesla store is directly opposite the Apple store. Right, but that store was designed with selling cars in mind. They they can they can revamp the Apple stores. They have what two hundred eight billion dollars. What are you gonna you gonna put a car in the middle of an Apple store? Sure. <laughs> picture the mission. Picture the Mission Viejo Apple store, or even like up here the um, uh, what is it the what, Stonestown? Stonestown. Thank you. Sure. Like picture picture either of those locations with a vehicle in the middle. That's that's not that's not gonna work. Picture an iPhone in two thousand five. Well, that's. I'm just gonna be super contrarian. I, I agree that I think it's dumb. 
I'm just trying to that's a, I like that response though. Again, like, and, and that's everybody's response. Oh, well, you didn't envision all these other products that they made. Well, that, that's, that's not the same thing. Like so many people, like uh, I'm hearing lots of like credible people or people who aren't like insane suggesting that this is a possibility. Why? Just like the television, it's a low margin business. It has a low replacement cycle. It's difficult to service and sell. It's not going to sell in the volumes that people need. Even if it has, let's say, 20, 20% profit margins on a $50,000 product, which of course it won't, like they're not going to move enough units for that to it, it just know. Yeah, it's, um, yes, it's strange. The, the, the idea that Apple's going to sell a car, that, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can think of or that I can th- somehow vaguely see is that they partner with a premium automaker, whether it be like BMW or Tesla or Audi or somebody, and they say this every bit of software in this car was designed by Apple. And they make that like some premium package or something. Like if they want to mess around with that, I, that's the only context in which case I could think something like this will happen. I, that's, I don't even think it will, but I'm saying no. that's the only way I think it could happen. I think Apple is too, and I, I don't think this is a bad thing at all. I think it's what part of what makes Apple, Apple. Um, they're, they're completely focused on the idea of having end-to-end control over the experience. I don't think they're ever going to enter into a partnership where they just make the software and then someone else makes, you know, the hardware, which is really what you describe. That's basically what that is. That, that we're not we're not ever going to see the uh, the rocker again. Good pull. Thank you. I actually I very much enjoyed my rocker. You didn't have a rocker. You had a sliver, didn't you? Oh, well, but the sliver also had iTunes built into it. Yeah, with the artificial 100 song cap. Right. That that is a purchase I do not regret. I I very much like my sliver. Do you have the silver one or the black one? Oh, the black one. Naturally. Yeah. Uh silver uh white or black original nano. Uh white. Switching it up. Mhm. It was more the iconic iPod look. Mm, what what color is your iPod with video? Also white. All right. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, you'll never buy a white iPhone. Probably not. Hmm. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think having a black border around the screen just looks better. I agree, kind of. I think that's more of an issue on the iPad, but yeah, kind of agree. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Any other last bit things? Last uh, no, things? no, that's that's all I have. Okay. All right. Until next week.